Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Welcome, builders. It is great to have you listen to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast today. We want to work with you to build yourself so you can build others, so you can build your business, build your family, build your career, whatever you're working on, we want to grow and build that up. I am privileged today to have Larry Levine on the podcast. Larry has an extensive background as a sales professional. He is a fellow podcaster as the host of Selling from the Heart podcast. Larry is also a best-selling author of Selling from the Heart, and I am reading this book. So, Larry, welcome to the podcast. It's Hey, Brian, so good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate that you've written this book. I picked it up when you, you agreed to be a guest, and I'm, I'm in Chapter 5, man, and it's just really inspiring and, and challenging, you know, and that's why I, I like for a book to challenge me. No, and, and you know what, uh, um, and I liked, and I appreciate, Brian, that you used the word challenging because um, I was always one that challenged myself. And when I decided to go down and, and the, you know, and really bring selling from the heart to life, I said, you know what, if I'm going to write a book, especially my first book, I wanted to pack a punch. And the only way I knew to pack a punch was to get people to think, to challenge them, to open up their mindset and get them to think think differently because it all starts with the inner work. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I uh, happen to be a John Maxwell coach, trainer and speaker. Okay. And John likes to say, you know, the problem with thinking is most people don't take time to do it. Oh, I, I, it's, it's so true, right? That there's so many people that overthink things and they just wind up what, what usually happens. All the mental gymnastics everybody does, that's all they do. And then they go, okay, well, overdone with. I can't do that whatever the reason is, right? Yeah, without a doubt, man. Well, listen, I want you to tell the listeners what you believe a sales professional is. I read it in the book, but I want to hear it from Larry himself. Um, I'm just going to be right up front on this. I'm going to be professionally polite and professionally direct on this because for one reason is I, I, I'm a big believer, Brian, you are what you think you are. And this, think about that for a second. It, there's so many times in sales, and for that matter, a profession, regardless if you're in sales, whatever your career you're in, you a lot of people unfortunately hide behind their titles. They come to know, hey, I'm Brian, I'm an account rep at ABC Company, or I'm Brian, right? I'm a major account rep for ABC Company. We're, we're way beyond that. And, if, and if, we, if we take a look back, I came out of a really chaotic sales channel. I spent my whole entire career, 28 and a half years, in the office technology channel. So what's that mean? I, I was a copier nerd my whole life in the Los Angeles marketplace. That's what I sold. But you know what? Long time ago, I said, I can identify myself as being a copier rep, or I can identify myself as being a sales professional that happened to sell copiers. And I chose to lead my life that way. And that's where I'm really pushing the message out there is there's a vast, vast, vast difference between an account rep and a sales professional. And quite simply, I'll just say sales professionals do the things that sales reps fail to do. 
Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's that above average thing where, you know, sales people are going to be average, but that sales professional, he's going to take it to the next level. Well, it's just, you know, I, I talk about the no excuse mindset and I talk about the blame game and I talk about pointing fingers. I mean, the sales world in general can do so much better. Account reps wait for somebody to coach and train them along. Sales professionals take the bull by the horns. They do it themselves. They hold themselves accountable. They hold themselves to a higher degree of standards. They take the art of the profession to heart, right? It's no different. They're called professional athletes for a reason. They're not called, right? There's amateur athletes, right? Olympians and so forth. And then there's professionals. And the cream of the crop, the top 1%, right? The LeBron James, the Michael Jordans, right? God rest his soul, the Kobe Bryants of the world. They do things completely different than most. Well, the same can be said for sales professionals. You know, call them the 1%, the 5%, whatever percent you want to clump these people in. They do the hard work. They do the inner work. They're self-aware of who they are. They're, they sit down every morning. They capture the morning really well. They work on themselves. They come to work every day with a plan. They prepare. They have passion for what they do. They hold themselves to a higher degree of accountability than everybody else. And the finger they point at is the finger towards themselves. They don't deflect. They, they give a rip about their career. They give a rip about their clients. They give a rip about their environment. They give a rip about their marketplace. And when I say give a rip, I'm being polite. I think you all know what I'm talking about. We can insert in another word, but you get the point. They read, they learn. They're constantly working on their craft. They don't have to wait for somebody to tell them what to do. They do it themselves. Yeah, you talk about accountability, and that's what comes out of the book to me is holding yourself accountable to be a sales professional. I think you even talk about in there being, you know, worry about yourself. You know, those other guys are going to do what they're going to do. You need to be responsible. Those are the kind of messages that come across to me. You know, this is a leadership podcast, and I know not everyone that listens to this is in the sales profession. But, you know, we're also selling ourselves as a professional in whatever we are in the industry and this whole accountability piece, it, it, it works across either being a sales professional or being a professional, whatever industry you represent. Yeah, you, you know, well, first of all, I'm a big believer. Everybody's in sales, whether you want to believe it or not. I mean, if you're in a leadership capacity, you got to lead others, right? If you're a banking officer, you're still in sales. Even if you work in a frigging grocery store, you're still in sales. But, but it, I, and, I, and I challenge people to think about that differently. It's because of all the negative connotations that have been around for decades and decades and decades. People don't want to associate themselves with sales and rightfully so because the sales world's done it to themselves, Brian. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I, I had a conversation with you before we started the podcast about how construction field is, has similar connotations of being a negative career to be in because it's, it's so many people think of it as labor and, and low skill. And when there's so many people in, in construction that are talented, educated, they may not have got a college education, but they've got the education from the school of hard knocks and become craftsmen and tradespeople. And, and so 
that's one of the things I try to do is convince people to consider construction as a career. And you're talking about sales. I know, you know, sometimes we think of probably the used car salesman has the worst rap in the world. Uh, and then lawyers get the same bad rap on, on things. But, you know, when it comes down to needing a true professional in whatever you're working in, it's always no good to know that they are doing those things you alluded to, reading books, training, learning to do a better job. And, and, and a sales professional doesn't, doesn't get an out on that. It's, it's not just about knocking on doors and calling people. It's about, it's about being better at your profession. Yeah, no, and I, I want to play on something that you said, because I think it'd be great for us to peel this back with your listeners, is regardless if you're in sales, Brian, you mentioned construction, I don't care if you're in banking, I don't care if you're an attorney, right? I believe there's three things that most, that a lo- unfortunately a lot of us have going against us. We live in a society, and, and I, we talk about it a lot on Selling from the Heart, Brian, that we live in this post-trust sales world. Trust, in my opinion, is at an all-time low, and that concerns me. I don't care what profession is, right? You can always find untrustworthy people everywhere. So what I'd like for us to start thinking about is, is our, as we move through 2020 into 2021, how do we overcome that people just don't trust anybody and rightfully so because of all the bad experiences? So unfortunately, not only is trust factor really low, there's rampant skepticism everywhere. Along with rampant skepticism, people's radars are up, right? Their ears are really tuned in to the BS that floats around. So regardless of what profession you're in, Let's give thought to how do we overcome trust or lack thereof? How do we overcome skepticism and how do we overcome the BS factor that many associate with the professions that are out there? That's what I want people to think about. And it all starts with how you carry yourself, how you walk, talk, and act. Are you full of integrity? Are you full of credibility? We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. That's a great place for me to recommend a book that I've enjoyed, The Speed of Trust, Stephen Covey. Oh, phenomenal book. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's been the one I go back to and, and quote. And speaking of books, tell our listeners why you wrote Selling from the Heart. And, and, I, and I heard from you that, you know, you found out it was on the bestsellers list, kind of just happenstance. So, so tell us about the, why you wrote the book and then how it's become a bestseller. Uh, I'm a big believer words matter and message matters, Brian. And uh, the the short version of this is uh, right in the early stages of when my wife and I had first gotten married, I made a promise to her that I'd write a book. It was something that I wanted to do. It was the bucket list. It was my promise to my wife. Well, it took... Fast forward, it took me getting, uh, I'm fully transparent with it. It took me getting fired from a high paying corporate sales job at 50 years old for me to have the awakening and to reinvent myself. And so that's five years ago. 
it just so happened that about three and a half years ago, my podcast partner, Daryl Amy, and I said, you know what, let's start a podcast. And after a few choice words back and forth, we, you know, Daryl goes, Hey, what are you going to name this podcast? This is, I'm, I'm giving you the backstory at a high level, Brian, so you all understand how this all came to the forefront. And this was April, 2017. And I was just, I was getting ready to speak in an event. I'm having a cup of coffee with, with Daryl. And I said, Hey, you want to start a podcast? And he looks at me and he goes, what are two X copier salespeople going to talk about that anybody will listen to? And I said, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And he goes, okay. And he takes a sip of coffee, Brian. And he goes, well, what are we going to call this podcast? And I said, selling from the heart. And he just goes, and he spits his coffee out. Right. And he goes, Larry, where'd you pull that one from? And I said, that's what I brought to the marketplace. I brought sincerity, substance, being real, being genuine, being relatable. I gave a rip about my career. I gave a rip about my clients. I had my clients' best interests at heart in good times and bad times. We're going to bring this to the forefront. He goes, I'm all in. And it was three and a half years ago the podcast was born. The, the podcast has been doing very well. And two years ago, the book came to the forefront because Daryl goes, man, you got to take what's in your head and bring it to the forefront. And I said, right, and it was right before we started recording this podcast, I told you this, Brian, I said, when I decide to write a book and I bring this to the forefront, it was easy because Selling from the Heart podcast was already there. Now it was easy, Selling from the Heart, the book, How Your Authentic Self Sells You. I go, I'm going to write a book that packs a punch and I'm going to go places that most people won't go. They'll think about it, but they won't talk about it. In Selling from the Heart, the way I wrote the book is the first four chapters are all about doing the inner work. I believe in my heart, the hardest thing that we do as salespeople is work on ourselves. If we can't work on ourselves, the outer work, all the other things that go with it become difficult. I came to grips with who I was writing Selling from the Heart. I, I, I never thought in a million years, and those that are close to me know this, I never thought in a million years the book would take off like it has. I figured, you know what, I'd write a book, it's off the bucket list. I had no idea a movement would happen around selling from the heart. And I'm bringing things to the perspective through a male's point of view. I'm willing to go places that most people won't go. I'm a highly emotional guy. I'm, I, I, I believe relationships are the core of everything. I believe that appreciation, love, and respect, and caring is at the core of everything. And if we don't sell anything, there are no business. There is no business. So I'm a big believer business is personal. And through selling from the heart, I make it extremely personable. I bring, I brought me to life and it's the only way I know how to do it is, is bring, we have to in sales, bring the best version of ourself to the forefront. And that's what I did for 28 and a half years selling is you get what you get with me. There's no difference between you seeing me having a cup of coffee, you seeing me online, you seeing me at a ball game, right? Can't do that now, but you get the, you get the picture. You get what you get with me. And that's what I want salespeople to realize is when we align our hearts, 
not only our inner heart, but we align our outer heart to our clients and all that great things happen. Unfortunately, it's, it goes against the grain of what many in sales believe to be true, right? They run from heart. I run towards heart. You know, I can hear it. You're speaking from the heart, not only selling from the heart, you're speaking from the heart, but I definitely want to back up. And if, if listeners are able to write something down, if you're not driving, write this down. Larry said, the hardest thing to work on is yourself. You know what? That applies. He says for salespeople, that applies to all of us. And that goes back to what I always talk about here, build yourself and then build others. You know, that analogy of on the airplane, they tell you to put your mask on first. So your health and your well-being is taken care of so you can help others. That's so true. The The hardest thing we work on is ourselves. It, it, it's so true. And that's why so many deflect as opposed to reflect. Think about that for a second. Right. And, 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 and it's, and it's interesting. Um, I just got to share something with you because I think this is the, this is the opportune time to share it just based on, on how our conversation is going on the selling from the heart podcast. Uh, we ask our guests, it, it's how we start off every podcast is what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? That's the get, that's the question that every guest gets when they come on the podcast. And so I remember about a year or so ago, somebody came onto the podcast. We asked the question, this was the response, Brian. It's hard to sell from your heart when your heart is broken. Think about that one for a second. It's hard to sell from the heart if your heart is broken. And I start looking at that. And by the way, it was like dead silence. So when there's dead silence on podcasting for three seconds, that's like an infinity, right, Brian? And so I, I just go, holy smokes, that was deep. But let's think about that, right? I'm a big believer, and that's why I said I came to grips, you know, with a lot of things that went on in my past in writing, selling from the heart. I'm a big believer. I don't have, I have no degrees in psychology. I have no degrees in any of this human behavior stuff. I earned a PhD from getting the you-know-what kicked out of me selling copiers my whole life. But I, the, the reason why I share this is I'm a big believer that we all have certain things that we hide. We all have certain things we hide in our closet and we mask it when we go out into the workplace. And that prevents us from becoming the best version of ourselves. I learned the long time ago, right? I had issues. I still deal with them. FYI, I'll really expand upon it in the second coming of selling from the heart. But I, I, I share this because if we can't align our heart to what we do, I don't think that we can become as successful as we can become with whatever career we're in. No doubt that's true, Larry. And, you know, once you get your heart into something, there's no stopping you. And I like to talk about the things we volunteer for. The thing, you know, we get paid to do what we do for our careers. And, and some of us love it and others, people, they hate it. They hate going to work. But when you volunteer to do something, it's because you have a passion for it. And, and when you, you can't, you, can't, you got to get out of the way of people that volunteer for something. I mean, they're going to put their heart and soul into it. They're going to make it happen. Just, just awesome. 
Oh, dude, you now you're okay. Now you're speaking my love language on volunteerism. Honestly, you're you're almost there. Next chapter in selling from the heart because Brian's on chapter five. Chapter six is all about servant led, being servant led as a professional. And I, I really want to emphasize what you said, Brian, about volunteering. And there's so many people, right, that talk about, you know, I have a servant's mind or you're right and so forth. I'm not here to disrespect anybody. All I'm saying is listen. If you want to understand what it means to be a servant, go out in the community and lend a helping hand and volunteer without asking for anything in return. Think about that. And that's why I'm, I, and, and I really get salespeople and, and, and for those, right, for those attorneys, construction, whoever you are, right, there's a big difference in my mind between two words, servant and service. Think about it for a second. So for your listeners, right, grab a sheet of paper, write down servant and service. Clearly identify and define what both those are. Servants are proactive. Service is reactive. And I'll leave it at that. Oh, wow, man. Well, my listeners have heard this many times, but I'm going to have to say it again because it just fits here. I, I became a podcaster and a leadership person because of volunteering to mentor in high schools to high school students. So good to so invite them into construction. And so that's what led, you know, I realized when I helped those young students in high school, I said, man, I love this. This is fun. And, and reached out and now I'm trying to help adults and, and then to grow themselves and do those things. So yeah, that volunteers, you know, what else I've, I've learned what we volunteer for can prepare us for other things we do in life. So you, you can practice some things when you're volunteering and mentoring that you not may not be, comfortable trying in your service role. I, lo I love that servant and service role. So I appreciate that. No, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's so good is once you get bit by the bug and once you get bit by the volunteer bug, it will forever. And I mean, forever change your outlook on life. I promise you that I, it, it, it really will. There's something about lending a helping hand. It's, you know, they're givers give, takers take, right? It's that simple. Learn how to give and watch what happens coming back. May not happen right away, but I promise you this, Brian, you've experienced it. I know you have. It comes back tenfold. 100%, Larry. Well, I want to keep on this t task we're on here about your book. So in your book, one of the things you said that I was intrigued by, you said, my biggest concern with the state of sales when it comes to prospecting is everyone is spouting the old way is dead. And I know prospecting is at the heart of what you do. So let's have a conversation around prospecting and how it's not dead. It, well, it, it never was dead, right? It, it, in, in my, and again, this is my opinion, my two cents. There's certain non-negotiables in sales, right? Prospecting is one of them. I don't care if you're brand new in your career, you're halfway through your career, or you're a tenured salesperson out there. Prospecting is non-negotiable. What saddens me and quite frankly, just, ugh, just chaps me to no end. I'm being polite now when I say that is everyone out there that states this way is dead, that way is dead, right? Modern versus, right? The modern way of doing things versus the old way of doing things. Come on, people. Let's just get real. It's just business development. The tools have changed. 
but that's it, right? I'm going to, I'm going to give you all a perfect example, Brian, I'm going to take your, I'm going to take construction for, for example, right? Construction workers out there. And I have friends out by me that are, that are in construction, right? I'll, for instance, I'll use my electrician as an example, super nice guy, highly relational. I don't think that guy even understands what social is all about, social media and all that. So that means if I'm going to prospect to him, I'm going to use those methodologies that those industries align to. You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's having that prospecting mindset. So when there's people out there and it's usually marketing driven or guru or pundit driven that co-calling is dead or the old ways of doing things are dead. Let's just get real. Business development is business development. We use the tools to help us do our job better. It's no different, right? It's no different than golfing. I'll use a golf analogy. There's 14 clubs in a golf bag, Brian, right? Between drivers, putters, wedges, and so forth, and a specialty club. They all have to use them. They all have, a professional golfer has to use every single golf club, putter, wedge to the best of their ability based on where the ball is on the course. When it comes to prospecting, it's a non-negotiable mindset and you use the tools, all the tools that you have available to prospect, to open up conversations to the best of your ability, giving all the tools that are out there. So, so when I hear, now I'm on a roll. Sorry about that, Brian. But when, when, you, when I hear people that say old school is dead or co-calling is dead, A, they probably haven't done it for a while, for one. Once you go tell a professional golfer, drivers are dead. Can't use a driver anymore. That's old school, man. All these new people are using one irons. Just can't use drivers anymore. It's hogwash. It's nonsense. My opinion. <laughs> Hey man, that's a professional opinion. It's a, from experience. And you know, you said it earlier and it's so key to anything we do relationships, man, building those trust. We talked about the, the speed of trust, building those relationships where they know, like, and trust you is, is gotta be the number one thing in anything we're trying to do. Anything we're trying to convince someone to do, uh, we, we gotta get, get in their relationship zone. And I, I like you, you know, you want to make sure you're building relationships with the right people, you know, spend the time where, 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 where it makes sense and where, where it's going to add value to you and add value to them. Well, listen, Larry, we're at that point here, man, where I want you to tell the listeners how they can get a copy of the book, where they can get in contact with you on social media, just however you, you want to end this show, do it right now. No, I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. I absolutely enjoyed this conversation. You can find anything you want about Selling from the Heart. You can go to the website at sellingfromtheheart.net. You can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The book's available on Amazon, on uh, the paperback version, soon to be hard copy. You can find it in on Audible and you can find it in the Kindle version. And I also, I mean, everybody has a smartphone. So if you'd like some free resources sent to you immediately, I, I love giving away stuff. If you go to the website, you can find them as well. But if you open up your text message app, right, to your text message on your smartphone, and if you text the word heart, H-E-A-R-T, 
just go ahead and text the word heart to 21,000. 21000, you'll immediately get access to all kind of free resources you can immediately put into play to help you do your job better. Larry, that is awesome. And for our listeners, we'll put all that in the show notes. So you'll be able to click on those links and, and get more information. It was great to have you on the podcast today. I want to announce for the final time, because guess what? When this episode airs on October the 6th, the following Friday, We'll be having Live to Lead. You can find out about Live to Lead at www.live2leadlakeland.com. We have a virtual opportunity and an in-person opportunity for our locals, but virtually you can do it anywhere in the world. I know we got listeners all over the world listening, so jump on that website, check it out. You can join us for that. Listen to the speakers for Live to Lead. We got John Maxwell, Steve Harvey, Kat Cole, Alan Mulally, and Craig Groeschel, some awesome speakers that are going to speak for about four to five hours. And, and you're going to get that for a very, very low price of $79. So check that out. Listen, it was great to have you on the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.